Hey there, my fellow warrior. Welcome to another episode of Warriors in Hope with me, Valerie Silvera. And I hope you're doing great. I hope that you listened to last week's episode and that you are working on conquering fear. That fear, oh gosh, it just gets a hold of us, messes with our thinking, our attitude, our thought process, what we focus on, and and really gains control of our lives. But you are stronger and more courageous than you think, and it's time to start believing that. So this episode I was going to talk about, not was going to, I am going to talk about removing labels. And it is actually going to work with courage as well because it's going to take courage to do this too. You hear me say it all the time, anything worth having, doing, or being requires courage. Warriors and hope. Yep, that's what we are. We are all working toward being stronger, having that unbreakable strength that even if we fall or stumble, we keep moving forward and building more and more courage. So with regard to labels, we all wear some kind of label, right? Of course. And they're not all bad. Some are titles, right? And and some of them are relational. We have mom, wife, sister, friend. And then there's those job or career labels. I'm a supervisor, a mail carrier, CEO. We have these titles that have to do with a job or a career. We have spiritual labels that we put on ourselves. We say, I'm a Christian, I'm Jewish, whatever those titles or labels, I should say, that are spiritual. Some people put political labels. You belong to a club or membership. So there's lots of different ways in which we kind of identify or ways of grouping ourselves or things that we're proud of being. Or again, there's just, you know, their relationships or their realities. You know, this is my title at work. They are identifiers. That's all good. No problem. Those labels are just fine and dandy. What is concerning and debilitating is when we get to these detrimental labels that become self-identifiers in a not helpful way. Let me give you some examples. For me, mom of an addict. Now, before I go back to that mom of an addict, I'm going to move on to this one. How about addict? You're an addict. And even I use that term referring to people who are addicted. But you'll notice that a lot of times I use sons and daughters living with an addiction beast, somebody living with an addiction beast. Sometimes that doesn't work because it's a big mouthful. So I will use addict or because that's what other people, that's what society understands. So sometimes I will do that, but I really don't like it, even though I'm not trying to pretend they aren't addicted. I mean, I'm not trying to bury my head in the sand about that. What concerns me about it is, and it's it's something that I have a little bit of an issue with, with the 12-step program. Now, before you turn this off, because you say the 12-step program saved someone's life, my life, it's been great. I love it. I'm not bashing the program. But there's one little thing I wish they would change. Probably a couple things, but this is the one thing I really wish they would change. Because I've been to meetings with my daughter and I didn't like this. You go around the room. Now, now, back in the day, 
I guess, I've never been to one back then, but from everything I hear, you would go around the room and you'd say, hi, I'm Jamie, I'm an addict. Hi, I'm Bob, I'm an alcoholic, right? You'd label yourself, whichever you were. And I get it. I understand why they were doing that. They were trying to get people to say, admit it, admit you have an issue. That's the first step. If you don't admit you have an issue, then, you know, you're not going to be able to, I don't, I'm not saying it's the first step in uh, the 12 steps because I don't know them, (laughs) but I mean, but you have to first say, you know, this is my issue. I get that completely get it. What I didn't like is that every time you go to a meeting, which could be more than once a day, the first thing out of your mouth. And now, nowadays, from what, at least from when I went with Jamie, everything's been shortened, right? We're all in this quick, quick, quick uh, place in life. And so now it wasn't, hi, I'm Jamie. I'm an addict. She just goes, Jamie, addict. The next person goes, Bob, alcoholic, you know, Sam, addict. And they just went around like that. And I just, I didn't like it. And I remember even when my first husband went and he was telling me about that. And we were, and I said, I wish they wouldn't say that. I wish they would switch it to something like Jamie, warrior. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm clean and sober. I'm Jamie. I live a healthy lifestyle. I'm an overcomer. I kind of wish, and I'm not here to, to say anything about trying to change a system that's been going on for a long time. I'm just saying that the, the labels that we identify ourselves with can be scary because they can keep us from moving to the next step. They keep us stuck in shame and guilt. So back to mom of an addict, I know for sure that uh, I had groups in the past, social media groups where I were called moms of addicts. And, and it, it, the, the kind of, um, I don't want to say the kind of people, but a lot of the conversation and the attitudes and stuff in there were so victim oriented. It, it, it just seemed there was no victory. And it was because so many people had identified themselves with this mom of an addict. Yep. That's me. That's what I am. Got it. You know, it's like, you may as well tattoo mom of an addict on your forehead or on your arm or something. And, and we've seen that lots of times with people with health issues. I know people who are divorced and that really is something they never wanted to be. And then all of a sudden they're wearing that scarlet letter of, you know, the big D how about, you know, having a failed business, so to speak? By the way, a failed business, do you know how hard it is to do a business? Do you know how hard it is to actually build a successful business? Are you kidding me? I mean, statistically, it's probably pretty low. People that can actually do that and sustain it and, and do what it takes to get through it all. And nobody has any idea when they see a brand that, that's successful what it took to get there. So I don't even like, so the reason I say that is because when I wrote this note here to talk to you about this and I mentioned failed business, I thought, but gosh, is it really a failure? I mean, you, I guess technically, yeah, it's a failure, but you are not a failure. You lost a job for whatever reason. You're not a loser. You have a kid in trouble. You're not a bad mom or dad. You're having financial issues. Well, sometimes things happen with people and you probably were making the best decisions you could at the time you made them. So we are, we probably do it to ourselves more than anybody ever does it to us. We become an identity. So I want to challenge you to have the courage to remove that label. Now, that does not mean that you are not still the mom of someone who's in addiction. Okay, mom of an addict might be true. Divorced, yep, happened. Got the paperwork to prove it, right? Happened. 
but that is not your identity. So removing labels makes me think about this. What in the heck is the deal with pillows and mattresses? You know, the labels on the pillows and mattresses that warning. I don't, I don't have one to look at and show you because I've cut them all off. So I guess you can tell the pillow and mattress police to come to my house and arrest me. But I mean, it's like federal warning. What? For removing a label off a pillow? Who wants those big, huge honking labels sticking off their pillows? I mean, I, I don't even get it. I should look that up. Does anyone even understand what that's all about? Maybe I'll have to do a whole episode on that that has nothing to do with my regular messaging and we'll just talk about how crazy things are out there like this. Whatever label you have become should probably be removed. And here's the good news. It's easier than a tattoo removal. You know, I've kind of facetiously facetiously said it's like we've tattooed these labels on ourselves It's much easier than a tattoo removal and you're not going to get arrested like they claim you might if you take off those labels on those pillows and mattresses. So it's far less serious than that. But you have to stop waiting for someone to give you permission, right? I mean, I cut off the label on my pillows without permission. Okay, I'm kind of getting scared here because I've said publicly that I've done this and I really hope there isn't a a pillow police. (laughs) We have to stop waiting for someone to give us permission to remove the label. Oh, okay. There's no more shame associated with that. Go ahead. Remove the label. We forgive you. It's okay. Like, who are these people? Who are these people with all the judgment? And the thing is, is there, there are definitely are people out there with a lot of judgment, but sometimes we think it's worse than it is. People aren't thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are. They just aren't, first of all. So a lot of that you're doing to yourself. And again, some of it is. Somebody has said something to you. Someone's gave you that disapproving look, given you that disapproving look. Somebody's raised their eyebrow at you or just a tone. Maybe they flat out said something to you. Well, unless they've walked in your shoes, really, seriously, You know, where's the grace and forgiveness anyway, if it's even something that you should be forgiven for? We have to stop waiting for permission from family and friends to remove those labels that are identifying us in a non-healthy way. They're not helping us move our lives forward. They're not in any way the way a warrior lives. Someone who chooses courage over fear and faith and hope over fear. We have to stop waiting for society to decide. Okay, well, that's not as shameful as it used to be. So now I can remove, you can remove that label. And I could relate that again with being the mom of someone in addiction. And you've probably heard me say this before, you know, and I've had to confess that in the past, I used to hold parents responsible for when their kids went haywire. If you have a kid in addiction, it's your fault. What in the world did you teach them? How did you allow them to? Were you not paying attention to their friends? Why didn't you have them in a, in a youth group? Why weren't, didn't you have them in a better neighborhood? I mean, I don't know. Whatever it was, I judged the holy heck out of parents. 
I remember somebody said to me one time, if a kid goes astray, you can just walk right past that kid and slap the parent. And I remember thinking, yeah, that's right. Well, I guess I need to be slapped a few times then, huh? Uh, so, I mean, that's, I was one of those people. And I think as a society, the vast majority were as well. Now, unfortunately and sadly, addiction is becoming so much more prevalent, which is sickening that it has to happen this way, right? In order for the judgment to go away, we have to have more people deal with it. Sad, sad to say, but people now, because addiction has touched so many lives, I think it'd be very difficult to find someone who doesn't know someone personally or know someone who has someone in their family or someone they love that has not been affected by addiction. It would be hard to find somebody. And that's sad to say, but because of that, it has allowed people to be a little more understanding and realize that it can and it does happen to anybody in any walk of life, in any kind of background, in uh, doesn't matter what your family is, whether you're divorced, whether you have that, you know, white picket fence family, whether you have money or you don't, no matter what your religious beliefs are, has nothing to do with your ethnicity. Doesn't, addiction doesn't care. Jeez, we could learn something from the addiction beast, couldn't we? The addiction beast isn't judgmental. He just doesn't care, does he? So, I mean, unfortunately, it's taken that. But, it, I mean, let's just keep on addiction for a minute. That Let's not, let's not wait until all the judgment disappears. And then I'll remove the label that I've placed on myself. That's become my identity that I am never going to be more than that. I'm not going to be able to live with and get past that. I'm not going to be able to rise above and overcome what, what it's done to my life, what it's doing to my life. Nope. I've got to wait until somebody gives me permission until, you know, I read some blog post until some article comes out in the news until my neighbor says so and blah, blah, blah. It starts with you. You are the one that has to give yourself permission to get out those scissors and start snipping away at that label. Stop worrying so much about what other people think or what you think they might be thinking. Trust me, they've got their own problems. And if you knew their entire story, there's plenty of things you could judge them for if you wanted to. I mean, we're all just trying to make it through this life in the best way that we can. And no matter where you sit today and what, what, whatever label or labels you have placed on yourself, tattooed on your body, a ta you know, sewn to your side, whatever it is. It's okay to remove it. Okay, it's part of your story. It is a part of who you are today. It, it has changed you. Okay, I get that. But that's not all bad. Sometimes the ways in which we change for the better in the best ways possible are through our adversity. They're through those situations that we wound up wearing these labels. So it's not all bad. 
find the good in it and decide, okay, that's it. Got it. I'm not going to, oh, oh, better make this point. What I'm not telling you to do is cut away the label, get that tattoo removed, and then pretend. Because then you're just living right back in the shame. You're hiding in the shadows. That's not what we want. What we, what we need to do is to say, stand on your story. This is it. Yes. My daughter was in addiction. If she were still alive, I'd be saying, my daughter is in addiction. She's addicted to heroin. I mean, it's terribly sad. But I'm not a bad mom because of it. I guess that's really the, the label that I wore for a really long time to be truthful about it. Um, I guess, well, this whole thing is truthful. Why do we say stuff like that? Like what, the rest of it wasn't truthful? Uh, but I guess mine wasn't mom of an addict. I just thought of this. Wow. After all this time, I just thought of this, that maybe mom of an addict wasn't even the label I was wearing. It was bad mom, comma, because of my daughter's addiction, right? Bad mom. Until I did what I'm suggesting, imploring you to do. I said, heck with that. No, that's BS. Yes, she ended up in addiction. Was I a perfect mom? Of course not. Does that one exist? I don't know. Maybe, you know, Jesus' mother Mary. Maybe she was perfect. I don't know. Probably not because she was a human being. So, no, I wasn't perfect. But darn it, I was a good mom. You know, stop going through that list of the, all the stupid little things you did wrong and whatever your situation is and, and discounting all of the right things you did and all the good things you did just because the outcome was this. Because your business didn't make it, don't negate all of the amazing things that you did to build it and the people that you touched and the ways in which you tried and how you learned and grew. Stop throwing all that away because of a, of a situation because something has turned out the way it has or the way it is now. You are more than whatever this label is. This self-identifier that you've decided. And I'm the thing about it is, is that aside from the labels that we put on ourselves to try to pump ourselves up, I, I know people who do that too. It's like, well, we own this and my husband has that and... You know, I drive this and, you know, that, I'm not talking about those. These types of labels that we are talking about, they're, they're not even, they're your reality. Yes, they are a part of your story, but they are not the whole story. Your story is so much bigger, so much more. And when you can get this new perspective, it's weird. You get this new perspective, you're almost not not necessarily grateful for, I don't even know how to say this without people going, is Valerie nuts? Has she gone around the bend? Um, not grateful, but yet at, there are moments when I feel almost thankful that I've been able to go through a tough situation and come out the other end. I hope that makes sense to you. Obviously, I'm not glad for anything that happened with my daughter, but I, I feel almost... Um, I don't know how to even explain it. I, I feel as if, wow, thank you, God. I mean, I guess thankful is the right word to say that you've trusted me with this experience. So before I get off onto a whole nother tangent, that would be another episode. You can do this. That's your challenge. That's your challenge for today. 
remove that label. Forget what everyone else is thinking. You can do this. You should do this because you are so much more. If I can help you do this, go to ValerieSilvera.com. Check out Warriors and Hope and, and all the ways in which I can help you. Um, consider coming to Warriors and Hope 2023, which we are calling the Freedom Experience. It's going to be in, in Phoenix in October. So much fun to get a room full of, and it's and it's an intimate um meaning it's it's not a huge conference and a big huge uh thousands of people it's a small small enough number of people that you're going to feel special you won't be singled out or anything like that but um what a way to connect with and realize that you're not the only one going through things so grab a friend um get your buddy passes and and join us in phoenix in october that's a great way uh, any other ways in which I can help you, you can always send me an email to hello at ValerieSilvera.com because I want you to know that you are never alone in this. We are warriors in hope and we need to keep standing together. <laughs>